Welcome back to the PG D&D Podcast. Do you love everything D&D? Be sure to subscribe to our TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for updates. Jefferson Beatty, joined by... My name is Connor, and I play Callan. I'm Shay, and I play Galassa. I'm Tyson, and I play Alondros. I'm Matt, and I play Adelphos Rhododendron. I'm Zane, and I play Theseus. Last time, you all prepared for the ball by shopping for new clothes. You went to a clothing shop called the Golden Needle, which was run by a very flamboyant and elegant man by the name of Epicurus, who proceeded to make beautiful and dazzling clothing for you all, except Theseus. Afterwards, you decided to go to Magnus's magical miscellany, where you procured various items after selling some of the ones that you haven't used that often. You ordered some matching signet rings as well as turning in your circlet of blasting, Theseus getting a cloak of disjointing, right? No, it was the cloak of it, the, uh, mountain well, mountain. the mountain back, yeah, which means mountain back. back. And Callan got a lighter and some fireworks. Yes. And googly eyes. And googly eyes and glue. You then all Proceeded to get ready at the Rhododendron Estate for the ball, each wearing beautiful adornments. Saw the most elegantly dressed of all, Velasa. And that's where we ended our session. Oh, You're now. I, I had a question. I I just wanted to change something about my outfit because I had it as like the. It had black rose petals on it. Mm. Can I make it look like they're falling down on my toga? Yeah. Okay, that was it. Yeah. I, for sure. I just thought it would look cooler. So this, what you're wearing probably would have been made by Epicurus before. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so it is equally as stunning. However, you have worn this before to the ball. Yes. And others have seen you in it. We haven't. But they haven't. But everybody, everybody at the ball would have. Before. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is going to hurt me in some way. <laughs> what? Like, please, new fashions only. <gasps> oh, man. Yeah, just kidding, just kidding. You know it's customary, Theseus, to walk to the ball, as most of its participants live in this sort of upper royal estate that is within walking distance to the palace or to the temple. It's like a neighborhood barbecue. Pretty much. It's like a, a, nice rich, a rich, yeah, a rich people uh, barbecue. Yeah, a really, really rich people barbecue. Is it rude to bring weapons? Or an Akros. Bring weapons wherever you like. It's encouraged. Other than the glucose that will be standing guard, making sure there's nothing funny going on there. Most of the weapons that will be there will be more of a ceremonial purpose yeah. or a status symbol. Decoration. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Than anything else. You know. You might but no one would bat an eye, you know. I'm just gonna bring my cards, please. 
Okay. I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, but I mean, people generally won't wear much armor. If they do, they'll wear their nice clothes over their armor. It's again, it's not party wear. There's gonna be actual sport. You know, those who will compete in the games will throw the rock. Will more more likely be armed because they are warriors. Yeah. And Adolphus, are you wearing your father's armor? Uh, yeah. With your toga over top. Uh, sure. Where you at along those? I would probably either be... I mean, did we all gather in the main room, or are we just getting ready at this point? I'll yeah, you all would be down in the main room. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm. maybe I was taking a little bit longer, honestly. I probably was okay. slow at getting ready. So I'd, I'd maybe still be in my room. Okay, I'll go up and knock on your door. Oh, yes, um, come in. Uh, it's Callan. Can I come in? I'll uh, yes, yes. Hey... And I'll take the backpack off. So I got a couple things that I would love to bring to the ball. Can I put them in the bag of holding? Sure. It's okay. it's sitting on the bed. Awesome. Thank you. I'll grab the bag of holding and just start pulling out all these fireworks and <laughs> dropping them into the bag of holding. <laughs> I picture there being like a giant fountain and you're going to like put like soap in it. You know what I mean? Where it all just starts to foam up. <laughs> oh, Alondros would be so sad if I should have never given you fireworks. Listen, I'm not set on using them, okay? Sure. This is a very quiet moment. You throw an M80 nice. in the middle of the auditorium. We'll see. It's got to be the right moment. It can't just be just to do it. It's got to be a reason. It's got to be for something. With the recent passing of Theseus's father. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys leave for the ball then? Yep. Yep. Okay, as you leave, it's now dusk. And the lights of the sun are beginning to disappear as, as Nyx is starting to show in the sky. It's quite a busy walk. You encounter many nobles and politicians, many of which recognize you all and congratulate you four uh, as heroes and as victors, and especially you, Adelphos. And they do seem to be ignoring you, Theseus. It's about a 25-minute walk up to the palace, the temple district, and to the actual palace of the queen herself. So sitting atop the very highest plateau here in Akros, sitting higher even than the temples of the gods surrounding it, is the royal palace of Akros itself. Adorned in gold, with white marble and red paint, with a red tiled roof, its large pillars stretch tall into the sky. And you see various depictions of Akros and her many victories over the peoples through the ages drawn all over these outer walls, which span nearly as tall as the walls of the city itself. You see about every five feet standing on the wall a, a crow and hoplite, a member of the Lucos, the royal guard, of which your father was the commander Theseus. They wear heavy armor with large shields, bearing the symbol of Iroas on the front in red and gold. They wear red capes and large helmets with red and white plumes. They carry large spears, and then at their side they have uh, swords and daggers as well. These are the most heavily armored soldiers you've seen anywhere, even more so than the ones that fought in Neolantis 
when you served at your time there. And you see a long ramp sort of crossing over, not quite a pit, but just a, a large, a deeper area, almost like a moat, not quite. You can see the bottom. It's probably only about 30 feet deep. But you can tell this was done strategically to make the walls taller than those trying to invade. And they, they would have to go through the only entry, which would be this front ramp to the palace itself, basically. And you would know, Theseus, that during the uh, Hundred Year War with Olantis, there came a point during that war when the city was besieged that this Acropolis, this fortress atop the city, this palace of the royals, was the only thing at some times that held out against the Olantians. That during that war, they got so far as even the Temple Mount around the base of this, but the fortress never fell. The palace never fell. It never has since its existence. It was on this very mound that royal families in ages past used to send their eldest to fight the others to see who would control the local tribes before they became a city-state, a shrine of which resides at the center of this palace. But as you enter, there are guards lining this long ramp walkway, again, about every five feet. And there was music playing from the center. You see the gates are wide open. And you see not only music, but varying acts of great skill happening from the inside. You can see even from the outside, various gymnasts throwing each other in the air. A fire breather here and there. Just sort of a generalized big sort of party mm-hmm. and celebration. Just as you pass through the large gates, which are both heavy, solid bronze of each which is just a massive mural of Iroas himself up on his hind legs, striking his spear down. You're greeted by a steward to the palace, which you would know would likely be a slave, Theseus, and they say, Welcome to the Iroan Ball. Out of season, though it may be, we shall honor him and his games, mightier now than ever, for Apollonia's request. Two rules. There'll be no disrespecting Iroas or his principles. And there shall be no fighting whatsoever. Though the home of the queen is a sacred place. Treat it like such. And enjoy yourself. And he bows deeply and gestures with both hands outstretched behind him. Free to enter. I've never been to a place like this. This is phenomenal. It's breathtaking, honestly. Me either. Look at that! Oh, over there! That's even cooler! Massive. And that it is. This is bigger than the temples yeah. that are out around. Like, this oh. is... This oh, rivals... Temples, this rivals the, the ziggurat, basically, in Atlantis, in its magnitude, almost. Um... The footprint of the building is not that large as far as it's not very big, like long or wide, but it's built up very tall. Yeah. And you see inside is adorned with gold everywhere on everything you can imagine. On the pillars interlaced in the flooring, um, woven into tapestries. You see there's almost built like the citadel on the Isle of Zeus. You see there's kind of like a long rectangular hallway that goes around sort of this big central courtyard where most of the party is happening 
which is surrounded by pillars. And you see there are various tapestries that are lining both sides of this hallway all around to act as a gallery. And you see on these tapestries are one side you see depicting the royals of Akros, since there's a king name. See, there's a tapestry for each one. There's several dozen. There's been a long heritage of, of kings and queens in Akros. And then on the other side, you see tapestries of the victors of the games that have been hung up. And you would notice, Theseus, that in the hallway to your right is where your tapestry would have hung and where Heraclitus has hung twice. You see also around this uh, hallway are various weapons and pieces of armor and different things, sort of almost like a museum. And there are doors here, which you can only assume would go into the private quarters of whoever lives here. The architecture of this is just stunning. It's incredible. Now what do we do? What do you do? Is there people dancing here? Are there people dancing? Like, how many people are there already? Hundreds. Hundreds, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so you would know that there are people that are going early to try and get in the good graces of the Mm -hmm. queen. There's some people that show up fashionably late. Normally those are the more important people. They're the ones that are sort of higher up, like the Iraklis family. You don't quite, you don't know if you see them there or not, but mm. you'd have to kind of do more looking. But it's, it's a bustle. It's bustling right now. And out, right, there is, there is dancing that happens here. It's not happening right now. There's more of like acts that are performing out in the main courtyard. Oh, okay. And you would know that the sort of the structure of the evening, Theseus would be the beginning is sort of like a mingling. There's acts that are happening that you can kind of go around and look. You can look at all the tapestries of the kings and the victors eat food and stuff, then there's sort of like a dance, and then an uh, opening ceremony, uh, which involves throwing your gauntlet, and then sort of like a closing ceremony celebration. Gotcha. Do I catch Theseus staring at that tapestry? Absolutely. What are you looking at there, buddy? Nothing. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's something, and it seems like it matters. It's bugging you. I just notice how in that tapestry they have Vasilis turn his head so uh, you can't see the ear that I cut off. That's unfortunate, isn't it? I think it's kind of cute. We could always burn it down. Just Just throwing it out there. It's just a suggestion. We don't have to. Did you bring the lighter? I brought everything. (laughs) What's a lighter? I'll show it to you. I feel like it's a flamer, not a lighter. It's called flamer. Flamer. Yeah. Lighter would make sense. Like, it's not making it lighter. It's like, it's it's a flame. It makes flame. Anything, it should be a flamethrower. It doesn't throw throwing flame flame, off. It just flames. Flamer. Unfortunately, arson is usually frowned upon at these events. I could get away with it. How many guards are in here? As many as are out on the walls. There's one like every five feet. You get the idea that there have been brawls here before. I mean, these these are these are the best warriors in this. You're thinking of the city states as countries, right? Like these are the these are the best warriors in a country, all gathering together and announcing that they're going to fight each other for sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's competition's like, high. It's Super almost high like a UFC opening weigh in. You know what yeah. I mean? You know how like how like they really don't want them to fight, but like sometimes like there's just, always a cameraman yeah, just in case. Exactly, right? So you get the idea that there have there have been yeah. there has been shenanigans here. And perhaps this is the most Theseus guards that have ever been here. 
you get this sense that Theseus, at least, you get the sense that it may be because Apollonia is new in power and oh, the city's in a kind of a weird place right now. Yeah. So it's sort of like a big muscle flex. A display of power. To be like, here's my personal army, aside from the people fighting in the front. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even though she was, quote, unquote, unanimously put up into the throne, you can, you, I mean, she's a distrustful person. You know this. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem off that she's having more guards here. And like I said, these are the cream of the crop. These are the Navy SEALs of of the Acroan military. I'm sure you could take him down. I feel like I can. We'll see. We'll see how the night goes. We'll see how the night goes. Let's uh, let's walk around, I guess. Do we know anybody here? You can look around. Do an investigation or perception check. I would just be looking at all the crazy cool acts and acrobats that are going off right now. 20 perception. Okay. Callan, mm-hmm. if you're looking straight through the courtyard, mm-hmm. you see that there's an opening that obviously would go into this hallway that wraps around. Not uncommon for architecture in this world. But it continues on to a balcony. And you, and only you, see something odd. You see a person standing on the balcony. And you feel drawn to this person. You don't know why. His back is turned, but he has thick black hair that runs a little past his shoulders. And he's wearing a robes, but because it's darker outside, you can't really tell what color, but you almost feel called to him. Hey, uh, we'll catch up with you guys. Hey, Thalassa, come on. I'll be, uh, I'll be right back. Uh, I'm gonna grab Thalassa's hand and start okay. kind of making my way through the crowd. Okay. As you push your way through sort of the people gathered around looking at these spectacles, it's louder sort of in the center courtyard, and you kind of look up and you see that there are openings this young so you can see the beautiful mixed skies. People are enjoying this well-lit area in the center. And as you pass through that, the music diminishes, you walk out onto the balcony, and you see a stunning view. One that looks familiar and almost identical to a view that you have seen before, Talon, when you were trapped holding up the sky. You see, you finally recognize that this palace is built very similarly to the top of the Colosseum on the Isle of Skies. And you see that, that from this vantage point, there's actually a perfect view into the arena that is several hundred feet lower than this palace. But in plain sight. That is cool. As we are making our way over, I'm going to lean into Talasa. Hey, I don't know why, but I just feel super drawn to the creepy stranger on the balcony. Why'd you bring me to a creepy stranger? I don't understand. Because I don't want to talk. go and talk to a creepy stranger by myself. So, so you bring me. Yeah. And as you whisper these things, you walk out on the balcony and you notice that this man is wearing all gold. He has a gold laurel wreath around the top of his head. And you see leaning up in the corner, which you didn't notice through your vantage point before, a beautiful large golden spear. And you see he turns around and you see uh, the perfect figure of a man. 
you can't really tell if he was old or young, but he almost exhilarates this this perfect balance between age and wisdom and youth vigor. Mm-hmm. You see, he has a perfect, well-kept beard tight to his chin and piercing yellow eyes with olive skin. And you see, as he turns, his cloak shimmers in this golden light that seems to reflect even the very stars of Nyx in it. And he turns around and he says, A follower of Thassa, worshiper of Crufix, together in a party with one who pays homage to Afara, another that champions Iroas, and to top the irony off, befriending the Prince of Chaos himself, Mojus' champion. Can I make an insight check? Yeah, I absolutely. know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that was pretty God recent. alert. 17. This is Heliod. Oh my gosh. Heliod. <laughs> he is the Zeus of this pantheon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Am I right to assume you are Heliod? He just bows his head politely. Like jaw would drop. <laughs> I would just stand there quietly. Like, what is happening? Well, now I feel bad because I was just telling Thalassa that I thought you were some creepy stranger and I didn't want to go talk to a creepy stranger by myself. So <laughs> I apologize about that. No, no. I suppose my methods of wanting to pull you aside and talk to you are a little bit unorthodox, and I suppose I could be a little more approachable. You see, he kind of looks over your shoulder into the party, and he says, I don't necessarily want to cause a scene. This is Iroas's big day, and though I know he'd be okay with me being here, I don't want to upstage him. No, that absolutely makes sense. I, I, I just want to say, I know that I'm, you know, just acting like this whole thing's nonchalant, I feel like I'm floating right now. So, yeah, you you look it. You look I, like you're floating in Nick's. I, this doesn't feel I love real. I, I love how you're dressed. I'm it's... gonna be honest. I don't feel like I'm. I feel like I might be losing my mind a little bit. No, no. The loss. So you can see this guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of like raises. He's not like, saying anything. Was making me a little bit. He kind of like put, he kind of like puts his hand up to, to to sort of just politely gesture you to calm down a little bit. And he says, first, <laughs> I'm gonna go shout at people. He's not, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what it looks like to do with my hands. He goes, you you can relax, Callan. First, I want to thank you. For what? For taking care of a problem which had eluded me for a long time. Chrysos. Oh, Chrysos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I felt like it was just the... The right thing to do in this situation. Maybe not the right thing, but Well let me just say I've been I've been sending heroes there to take care of it for for a long time and you weren't even trying to do that and still you did. Thank you. All in a day's work, I suppose. <laughs> How much do you two know about the gods? I mean uh- You've met a few of us. Yeah, I know. Quite a few of you, honestly. I feel like I feel no more than I should. I feel like I've met a lot of them. 
I don't, I don't know why that, that is, but... Because you have, more than most. Not many make it to the edge of the world. Very few are able to stride through the Satessan woods with Nylia herself. And even fewer meet the ever-elusive goddess of the ever-changing ocean. Yeah, that one was extra special. He kind of... Uh, do you have your staff here? Like or, yeah, your Biden, or would you have left it? I feel like I would have brought it. I feel like I'm you gotta wear it. That. It's yeah. like, a, oh, that's got clout. You gotta yeah. wait with that thing. And he kind of like I wouldn't looks... leave it because it's not mine to leave anywhere. Right. Oh. And so he looks, he looks at the Biden, and he goes... Each of which have given you knowledge, help in some way. And he kind of looks at you, Callan, perhaps a second chance. I have a question, if it's appropriate. Is Fenex upset? At you? Yes. <laughs> He's upset at everyone. Well, that makes sense. Not many choose to follow the path of Fenex. For good reason. He's deceitful, conniving, and seeks to undercut all. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, old habits die hard. I understand. <laughs> so why here? Why tonight? Can they see you? The people here? To the me- all the people. Of course. Whether or not they have the same understanding you do, I couldn't say. Hmm. Seems a little bit easier to spot a god in a crowd when you've met a few of them before. He's got a point. Yeah, that really makes sense. But back to my original question. What do you really know about the gods? I know that they have been in trouble. I know that they have been afraid of something. And that... For a many months, Clothus's power has been dwindling. So he kind of cocks his head when you mention the name Clothus. But honestly, I don't really know where that's at right now. I haven't checked. We kind of got stuck in a weird time loop there. All we know is we're trying to help save them. This is what it feels like. But... Here, walk with me. And you see he just kind of gently outstretches his hand and his spear just very slowly, casually floats into it. He uses it as a walking stick. So cool. As he walks, just a faint sound of solid gold hitting. And it looks like you see that with every step he takes, Mm -hmm. you see that he leaves like a golden footprint as if someone who stepped in gold paint had stepped there. And then after he takes a few steps, you see those just kind of shimmer and fade away. And then you see even where his staff touches the ground, there's a little golden mark Mm -hmm. that also fades away ever so slightly. And you see, he begins walking through the hallways. Follow along. He says, The gods were mysterious to you mortals. Part of that was purposeful for many reasons. The primary of which, the less you know about our personal issues, the better things flow down here. Indeed, it is quite a problem that Clothus is being forgotten. And it takes more than a small party of heroes to bring her back. 
at least in their own time. It takes decades, centuries to build faith in something. At least as far as belief goes. Now, us gods have always fought with each other. That's nothing new. But the real problem comes when those who believe in us fight against each other. It diminishes the power of us as a whole, you see. Splits what abilities we have to maintain this material plane. Pits it against itself, which is why we have so regrettably denounced certain followers of certain deities. What about the origins of the gods? Do you know about them? I don't know, but you just said a whole. Are you all the same thing? Are you all one? Is humanity all one? From a certain perspective. I'll tell you who was once one. Mojus and Iroas. Long ago, before the establishment of Akros, Melitus, or even the Minotaur lands of Skophos, Mojus and Iroas were not brothers, but one god. The only god of war. So there is a balance between the two of them. There is. You see, I'm going to name this god. Hold on. The name of the god that was once both. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Call him Holsies. The two halves Holsies. make Holsies. <laughs> His name? His Steve. Name. Steve. <laughs> Steve the Magnificent, His he was name, called. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Wonderful. Tim the Wizard. Yep. Steve. Steve the Superb. You see, this god, Xenon, as he was known, held together both aspects of honorable war and defense of honor, as seen in Iroas, as well as chaos and bloodshed that comes from warfare itself, which is Mojus. He tore himself asunder many eons ago, at war with himself, if you allow me to use such a term. And thus the brothers, the twins, Mojus and Iroas were born. And what am I to, what are we to do about this? The weaker the gods are, because of infighting amongst their followers, the more at risk your world is. I have tried to convince these people to get along. It's not these people I'm worried about. Everything runs quite smoothly when the followers of Mojus stop kicking up their dust throwing their fits, and trying to wage war on a world that doesn't need it. I'm worried about Theseus. He just stares at you. You're all a little worried about that one. Yeah. I understand that Crufix, though frustrating to me, is neutral, but does he not uphold first and foremost the protection of the gods and the very fabric of existence? Absolutely. This war 
that's brewing between Akros and the Minotaurs. One more than just the skirmishes that they've had. This war between blood, between kin, is more dangerous than just family against family or sword against sword. It's driving a stake into an already weakened world. Do we know this war was coming? Uh, no, this is the first you've heard of it. Okay. But he's speaking like a god, very am- ambiguous. Does that make sense? Right, right, right. Like, yeah. you don't know that he's speaking Same, of an actual war. Yeah. Right? But or you, like the... The Minotaurs are attacking. Yeah. Going, yeah. going on, you know? Yeah, right. You just like get... Mojus and arrows. Yeah. You just okay. get the idea okay. that... I mean, obviously, tensions are rising between Apollonia and Theseus, right? Right. Which, which could be represented as a war... I know he's your so, friend. So what? We have to pick? There's not sides to pick. It's protecting the world, is it not? I understand he's your friend, but there's only so much chaos that can be tolerable in the world of order. Has he given chaos as much of other I, followers? I feel like Iroas is... Like, I... Uh, I feel like Theseus has held it in rather well. You see almost played in front of you. You can't actually see it, but it's almost as if, like, faint visions and memories going across your vision. You see a cleric kneeling on top of a gate, begging for her life. And Theseus killing her. Mm-hmm. You see... You see, I set up from the very first episode. You see all of you fighting the Titan, Cleon, which you wouldn't have had to do if you wouldn't have gone up there like Theseus wanted to do in search of his sword. You see Theseus killing the guards in Atlantis and all the problems that that caused for all of you. Theseus and Calum. That was not an alone thing, yeah. Okay, but had Theseus not instigated it. <laughs> right and, here, and right I, think, here. I think it's... Fu- Never mind, sorry. You're I'll save it for the episode. I'll save it for the episode. I know, I've watched right. it so much, but... I- right, literally you see... fighting Theseus. Huh? Us literally fighting Yeah, you see you literally fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 a Theseus that has the blood-covered eyes. You see you... You remember you guys losing a week of sleep because he had the bracers on, right? You just see all of these instances where just all these bad things have happened. And Heliot says, I don't know if making the right choice or being reined in is the appropriate description of your travels with this follower of Mojus. Oh, and also was included was his fight with his own father in the streets. You hear him say, do you not think that the journey could have been easier? Had he not been there, or had he worshipped a different god? And he kind of looks to you, Callan. He says, even you had the wisdom to, to choose someone not as extreme and out to get others. You see, most of the gods, the ones worth worshipping, play nice with each other, or at least try to. There are a few who don't on purpose. Mojus is one of them. And the only reason he does it is for the fun of stirring things up. Sound like somebody you know? 
Yes, I, when you lay it out like that, and I can see all the memories playing in front of me, it's... Have we been enabling Theseus this whole time? As I look towards the philosopher. Nobody told me this. You are the biggest one in this. Well, somebody should have let me know. (coughs) Tells him to kill the cleric. (coughs) He says, enabling aside, your purpose, your journey, is far beyond restoring a queen to her throne. It possibly could mean restoring a goddess to hers. We don't quite know where we go from here. You will, and that's all right. It's all in due time. Everything has happened for a reason, as it always does. And you, like many of the heroes before you, have been tools in the gods' hands to preserve this land. I'm only asking that these tools are used to help, not to hurt. Odus is using Theseus not as a tool, but as a weapon. Well, how do we in turn help him? Hey, our little earring things, can every, can we talk to each other individually? I think they're rings. rings. They're rings, yeah. yeah rings. You don't have them yet. Yeah, they're not made yet. Oh wait, did he give them to you? I'm pretty sure he did. No, they're not made yet. No, he said they'd take no, them. No, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Dang. <coughs> Good message. I don't know, do you? I don't know. Let me figure it out. You I have. Need Alondros and Adelphos. Alondros, Adelphos. But I can't bring. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. What are you doing right now? Here at this party. Honestly, I would, as Callan and Velasa left, I would turn to everyone and say, "Well, I, I'm going to get a drink." Would anyone like to come? I'll go with you. I second that. I could use one. You go over to a large table covered in food from all around the world. You see fruits and spices that you had only ever previously seen in the markets of Setessa. You see fresh fish that looks like it just was caught in the Bay of Melitus, along with this heavier rustic bread and, and meats that you know are very, very accustomed here in Akros. And at the ends of, either, of each of this long, two long big tables, sort of on either side of this big courtyard, are various large filters of wine, just large dishes you can scoop wine out of. And you see they have darks and whites and rosés and just everything in between. I'm going to go and get a drink and maybe sample some some fruits and breads, maybe. Along the way. I turn to Alondros and I say, I've never seen this much food before in my life. I've probably never had this much food before in my life. Well, it's for your god. Eat up. You don't have to tell me twice. And it's great food. It's not as good as the food that you had on the on the uh, Isle of Zalus, the magical table, but it is good food. This is the best food that I've ever tasted, because I didn't eat the food. <laughs> exactly. You did. You tried it. You tried it the second day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. As you're eating Alondros, you hear something going on kind of over in the corner. There are people gathered around a well-dressed young man standing atop of a small golden stool. 
and you see that he is reciting poetry. People are applauding him. And you see he says, Akros, I love thee. Apollonia returned, your glory is nigh. And everybody applauses, right? So various haikus, a style of which you were taught in your uh, schooling. Oh no, you're going to make me do poetry now. Yeah, I am. Oh boy. <laughs> Alondros, I think you're going to have to go upstage him. Oh, yes, I, I believe I shall. And I would kind of wait for him to step down. Oh, he doesn't step down. You gotta go kick yeah. him off. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He just yeah. You he just shout keeps, out from the crowd. He just keeps throwing him out there. Poetry battle. Poetry battle. Poetry battle. Okay, then I'd, I'd wait for him to to finish his last haiku. Okay, and he does. He finishes the last one. I'm not gonna make up <laughs> anyone right now. Alondros, the the way things work in this city is you have to throw your name out there. You have to tell him who you are, and he'll respect you. So you see he finishes his last one and there's an applause, you know, and he like begins to take his breath to say his next one. And I'm going to raise my hand as if to tell him to stop Mm -hmm. and just begin speaking. Okay. And I'm going to say, a world of dew and within every dewdrop, a world of struggle. You see every, all the heads turn to you. Roll a... Performance check. Haiku off! Haiku yeah. off! There might not be any fighting, but there's going to be fighting of haiku. Fighting of, of <laughs> fighting intelligence. Haiku. And uh, just just for, for those listening at home, I did not make these up. Is this where these poetry slams else's. came from? For those of you at home, I am making these up. <laughs> so <laughs> these be careful. So these, these, these are not our work. Do not copyright us in any way from these, so... Oh. What'd you roll? That would be a 26. You see the crowd turns to you and kind of shocked that you threw it out there. And they're kind of like, kind of like make a gap for you to come in, like kind of walk up next to him, you know? Uh, All eyes are on you. And you see he's kind of like embarrassed that they're now like wanting to hear from you. And and as I'm walking up, I'm going to slam down another one. And I'm just going to say... An old silent pond. A frog jumps into the pond. Splash. Silence again. Wow. Snaps. Snaps. And he says, Silence, so you say, is not silence the worst befriender of men? Ooh, snaps. I write. Erase. Rewrite. Erase again. And then, a poppy blooms. What is a haiku? <laughs> I'm so, just starting to think it's random words. Five, seven, then five it's, it's, syllables it's, mark yeah. a haiku. Remarkable oath. Oh. Yes, yeah. So it's, 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 you can say any words, but the first stanza has five syllables, the second stanza has seven. Then five. Then five. Again. Five, seven, five. Yep, five, oh, seven, five. All right. Like, I know I learned nature. about it in English class in high school, but that was almost ten years ago. So they're like fun yeah, poetry. Yeah, yeah, they're like typically about nature, but cool. It can be about anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, roll, roll persuasion again or performance like again. Seventeen. You see, everyone is kind of like, eh, you know. And then he shoots back another one, and he says, "Writing or fighting, 
is not a man's spear better than a man's paper. Oh, so you're doing, you're doing better than I was. Yeah. I'm like over here like, the duck is not fluffy. That's, that's, <laughs> that's too many. That's six. My daddy fluffy. owns the, the lake. Duck, the duck. And you see when he says that, everyone's like, ooh. Like, fluffy. The duck fluffy. <laughs> it's just duck. The duck is fluffy, fluffy, fluffy duck. <laughs> Duck fluffy, born good. fluffy, duck. ducky. Hashtag fluff. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All those. <laughs> now I need five more. Fluff, 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 duck. Yes! <laughs> hashtag. No, duck hashtag, dude. It's hashtag. Evil. Hashtag. If anyone ever tweets that and tags evil. us, I'll Hashtag not evil. Theseus is one What's to that? say. He is a good friend. Okay, well, I'm not over Ooh, here. That was, a good that was too good. Okay, come on. Back to the battle. Okay. I also like haikus. Did you practice there. haikus or something? No. <laughs> he watched my brain, Avatar. My brain just works like that sometimes. Yeah, it does. The apparition of these faces in the crowd. Petals on a wet black bow. Ooh. Snaps. Everybody, a lot of applause. And then you see uh, roll another persuasion as he pulls out another haiku. He says, petals, flowers, plants. These things are not to warriors, but sword and shield are. I rolled a 30, by the way. Yeah. So, as if you could tell, he threw in one extra syllable in the middle. He had eight syllables instead of seven. And you see he says that, and everybody just looks around. Boo! The kid doesn't even know how to count Boo! syllables! Unlearned! And you see he, shocked at this, just bows and steps off of this golden stool and just bows low and backs away out of the crowd to you. As he's leaving, I'm going to stand up on the pedestal and say, Life's little, our heads sad, redeemed and wasting clay this chance. And I'm going to look right at him and go, Be of use. (laughs) Okay, roll me... A religion check. That was nice. <laughs> the, the five. Roll me a d6. Come on, all I need is four, and I get to 25. That's a one. Oh, I thought it was going to be a three. It's a one It'd plus three is a four. <laughs> I, was, I was automatically going to give you a plus two no matter what, so you could have gotten eight, or you could have gotten at least three, but if you need four, I'm just going to say... You get it. You're up to 25 now. Nice. Yay! Merciful. I'm going to read, uh, read to you what that is. Afara's Disciple. You can cast Mordekainen's Private Sanctum with this trait, requiring no material components. Once you cast this spell in this way, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. Intelligence is your spellcasting ability for the spell. And that was Mordekainen's Sanctuary? Yes. Mordekainen's private sanctum. Private sanctum. 
or more decadence. You feel bolstered by Afara's presence, and you see you just look great standing. You get up and stand on top of the box to recite more poetry and philosophy. The crowd gathered around, hanging on every word, just uh, an, an epitaph to society as you stand like a large column in a building, beautiful and ornate. Theseus, as you participate and watch this sort of war of words and drink your wine, the music around you doles into a muffled and faded background. And as you turn to look around, the scene around you shifts and gets blurry. And all of a sudden, you're in a flashback. You see yourself standing in a very similar place, sipping wine, only you are younger. A couple years younger. You see you are wearing the exact robes as you were wearing previous. This black tunic toga with falling black rose petals that culminate sort of at your feet. Your insignia of the rose holding your toga up. And you feel a pull at your arm. I look to see who's pulling my arm. You see a young man, bright-eyed, a couple years younger than you. It's Vasilis. You see, he looks at you, and he says, Theseus, I'm, I'm going to disobey my father. Uh, kind of shocked. What's going on? And you see he kind of lifts his arms up at you to reveal that he's wearing gauntlets. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm joining the games. I see. Theseus, I'm... I'm following in your footsteps. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It gives you a hug. You'll do great. I hope so. I don't think I'll win, but I just hope I can hold a candle to you. I can't wait to see it. I mean, surely you're the you're the pick this season. I mean, the whole city's talking about it. Well, we'll, we'll see. I brushed up on my training, too, and you see he kind of, like, starts throwing some punches. I try to, like, you know, block him, yeah. like, you know, like like a boxing coach would. Maybe yeah. you'll give me a run for my money, Vasilis. How old are you right now uh, in this flashback? Oh, in the flashback? Yeah. I think 20 years old, was it? Was it 19 or 20? It's one of those two. I will say 19. Okay. So Vasilis is 16, almost 17. Gotcha. A couple years younger than you. Yeah. He's always kind of been like a brother to you. Of course. And and as you see he does this, you hear a... <clears throat> you see behind him is his father, uh, accompanied by his wife, Aunt Sophia. Oh. And you see his father <clears throat> looks to you and says, Theseus, I see my son has told you the news. Vasilis would not stop talking about your spar the other day and how inspiring it was to him. Vasilis will do great things. He'll bring your family much honor. We'll see. Sophia? I just nod in her direction. She just kind of politely nods at you. You see as she walks away, her gown moves in such a way that you see tucked to her side is a dagger that you had given her not too long before. As the party continues, you see your father come and approach you. He says, son? Yes, father? And he kind of looks at the cup in your hand. He said, why don't we slow down on the merrymaking? 
at least until the gauntlets are dropped. We don't want to appear too free-willed. Sure. A victor is always cold, calculating, and his judgment is never impaired. Great idea. And you see he kind of snaps his fingers and a slave comes and takes your cup and walks away. And you see he begins to walk away and then you see kind of before he walks completely in front of you, his shoulder sort of towards your stern and he kind of turns his head and taps you half-heartedly on the shoulder and he says, Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. This is exciting. This is your chance. It's what we've worked for. I can only hope that um, that I can follow in your footsteps, Father, and I can make us proud. Me too. And he walks away. And then you see the music changes. Then you see the acts clear the center where people are watching, and uh, a dance begins. And you see from across the room, Sophia is trying to get out on the dance floor. Her father is sort of holding her back. But then she finally breaks his grasp and runs over to you. I assume you want to dance. Well, duh. And she grabs your hands and pulls you onto the dance floor. And I gladly follow. And she says, contestants can dance, can they not? Of course. Victors can as well, I assume. Yes. Well, you will be after the end of this week. We can only hope. No, you'll do well. And as you're dancing around, she's talking to you, and she says, Vasilis told you his plans. He has. I'm quite excited for him. Me too. I don't think he's quite cut out for it this year, but maybe in a few, he'll get there. Well, I'm sure he'll do great with experience. He's in there dancing. She says, so what are your plans after you win? I don't know. I haven't quite made it that far. Well... We live a life of luxury. Never want for anything again. Hopefully you talk to somebody as low and as petty as poor Sophia Arachlidus. <laughs> I hope that's not true. That you won't have time? She all goes... I, all I can think of is like genie in a lot of He's like, eh, red alert, red alert. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, and she goes, and she laughs, and she goes, I'm only joking. I'll be watching. Cheering you on. Of course you will. Who isn't? <laughs> she laughs with you and then she kind of like shoots a look over at her father she says I'm not sure if it's the way your family came to their position but my father's never really approved of you but he's an oaf so that's fine glad we can always agree me too oh and you see as you're dancing she kind of lays her head on your chest she goes I hope this never changes Maybe we should make it that way. And you see she kind of picks her head off. And she says, what do you mean? Make sure it never changes. Okay. What are you, what are you saying? I say we should... We should come to all of these. All of the balls together. Okay. She looks at you again, eyes wide. What are you saying, Theseus? You can tell by the look in her eye that she knows obviously what you're saying, but she wants you to say it. What I'm saying is that will you... Yes. <laughs> she interrupts you. And she puts her head on your chest. She says, let's wait until the games are finished, though. I think a marriage now will be too much for the city. Besides, we'll have a bigger wedding as a victor. <laughs> and I lean in close. Do you want, do you want the ring? 
She goes, looks at you, she says, you have it here with you? Of course I do. I pull out an engagement ring. And she kind of looks around, making sure her father doesn't see. And she says, here. And you see, she pulls a pendant. It's a pendant of Irois, sort of off of her neck, and she takes it off the chain. And it was tucked into her dress so you couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And she slides it on, puts it around her neck, puts it back in her dress, and she said, there. Now you'll always be close to my heart. I'll put it on when it's official, after you win. We can make ourselves public. You just make sure your father doesn't see it. Or I might not make it to the games. <laughs> he has his ways. That he does. And you see, she leans in to kiss you. And I kiss her back. And then you see the music ends, and people begin to bow at each other and get new partners, and you see she pulls away quickly and runs back off to her family. And you see about halfway across, she stops, looks at you, smiles, puts her hand over her heart where the necklace is hanging, and then runs to her family. And then everything sort of comes back. You see the music is different. And you see now that people are beginning to dance on the dance floor. And right at that moment, you look to the entryway and you see Araclitus family. The father and his wife enter in, dressed as always in very simple, plain, but elegant priestly robes with a matching set for his wife. You see behind them, Vasilis comes in. He doesn't look pristine and perfect. He looks kind of a little disheveled, a little harder. More like he didn't quite care what he looked like to come here. He's just wearing his regular everyday armor and outfit with his large broadsword on his back, double-handed sword. And then you see behind them a very pregnant Sophia walk in slowly on the arm of a General Capris who's using a crutch to walk in. Adelphos. After you witness Alondras win his thing, you see... Theseus carried off into some sort of thought. You hear a clamor. You look over at the table, and you see that there was a large platter of food that had been dropped. And you see that there is a servant, you can only assume to be a royal slave, picking up the food, and you see someone else um, yelling at them. And um, essentially cursing at them for messing up, and spilling the food on them, and wondering who their higher-up is so that they can be promptly taken care of, which you know means a beating. Does it say, like, do I know which house they belong to? Only an insight check. With disadvantage, because you are not well-attuned to high society. It's a three. You don't know what specific house, but you can tell he's wearing gauntlets, and you've noticed a very common theme here is that sort of all these the younger guys in the crowd are wearing gauntlets, and you can only assume that these are the men that will be competing in the games, the ones that will throw theirs into the lot. And so you can tell that this is a contestant. You see he's a young man. He's dressed in sort of like a purple and uh, like golden orange almost. Uh, you see he's wearing his armor under his toga, and you see he is just hashing it out on this on this servant who is... A young woman, not much older than you. And you see he's going to raise his hand. She, like, kind of gets up. You can tell there's something wrong. Like, she might be hurt in some way, which is why mm-hmm. she might have dropped it to begin with. And you can tell he's going to raise his hand to strike her. I'd like to grab his wrist, like, when he pulls it back. All right. You grab it. And it stops midair. 
He says, how dare you? And he kind of looks in your eyes. He goes, <laughs> how tall? How tall is he? He's 6'2". Still taller than you. How tall are you? 6'3". What's written on your paper? 6'3". Alright. Barely taller than him. He's wearing pumps, so he's a little taller than you. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'm not looking in your eyes. All I can see is your eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do an intimidation. Yeah, you can. No, go ahead. Roll an intimidation. Well, first off, first off, he's going to, he's going to, how dare you? And he looks in your eyes and he goes, ha. <laughs> uh, of course. A former slave coming to the rescue of a current slave. All people make mistakes. I kind of just throw his wrist back and let go of it. Okay. How would you like to intimidate him? Kind of like when you're like arguing with someone and they kind of like lean over you. Okay. Like talk a so, little louder in your face. Yeah. So so you're using your physical presence. Mm-hmm. Um, you can roll intimidation and you can add your strength score instead of your charisma score to that. Does that make sense? Are you proficient in intimidation? Yes. Okay, so roll, add your proficiency, and then add your strength score, because you are physically intimidating him, rather than just with words. Does that make sense? Which is a rule in the handbook. I didn't know that, but you can choose between the two. 21. Yeah. Okay, so he is going to roll to see if he can save against your intimidation. So he he fails. And you see kind of a flash of like shock and fear in his eyes, like no one's ever talked to him and done this to him before. And he sort of rips his arm out of your grasp. And he kind of like looks you up and down and says, are you competing then? Kind of just show him my gauntlet and just say, I think so. Good. Then we can hash this out in the arena. Hopefully we'll be paired together. Don't I'd like to be the one to kill you, but you'll probably be out in the earlier rounds anyway. Don't want to make a mess of things here. And you see he's like kind of holding back, wanting to wanting to punch you, but kind of like looks around and knows that it's one of the rules, and he kind of backs off. All right. And all you three kind of like are wrapping up what you're doing in this moment, right, when you guys are having your conversation, Callan and Colossa with Helion. And Theseus... <sighs> You don't sense this. Adelphos and Alondros. You are all kind of, you're kind of involved in your own thing, right? But for some odd reason, you guys look to sort of uh, one of these entryways into the hallway, and you see Callan and Thalassa walk by with somebody, and you feel oddly drawn to go join them. Theseus, you don't feel this or sense this because you're caught up in a flashback. Mm-hmm. Do you guys go over? I want to talk to the god. Yeah, so I would um, yeah, I would kind I... of like raise my hand and, and step down from the pedestal and maybe if I found the guy who was up there previously, I would, you know, just swing by him and shake his hand and just say, you, you did well. You find him, you see he's in the hallway kind of huddled almost behind a tapestry going over like cards and sort of like muttering to himself and like writing things down. And his eyes kind of look puffy, like he's kind of had this like crisis. Like you get the idea that there aren't a ton of philosophers here in Akros. And so to be like a young philosopher, like you're kind of a shiz, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and like you like totally upstaged him. And he goes, oh, yeah. oh, it's you. Uh, <clears throat> I never caught your name. Uh, Alondro Sprell. Nah, nice to meet you. Yes. I am uh, Tillemon from... Uh, the house of Cratius. 
Well, it's good to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for the sport. Uh, yes. You, you, you did well. Yeah, I'm no good with a sword, but, but I'm a little better with a pen. Not as good as you, but. Well, all in good time. Hopefully, we can sit down sometime and philosophize. I would love to. Good day. Good day. Uh, continue on. And you see, he goes back to doing what he was doing. Still kind of like nervously wanting to create something better. Mm-hmm. So do you go join them? Yeah. As he comes out onto the balcony, the scene he's going to come to is just Callan with his hands on his knees, just <laughs> breathing really deep and falls down to one knee. Thalassa, I need air. I feel like I'm floating. I need a Alondros or somebody. Um, I start so, blowing in his face. <laughs> so this conversation that you two had 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 kind of yeah. taken you around the whole hallway. Now you're back out on the balcony. Right. Uh, Adelphos, do you go over too? Yes, I would just like to help that lady up and just be like, yeah. are you all right? She kind of looks at you, kind of shocked that you're talking to her. No, it's okay. <laughs> she says, I, I'm sorry. I, there were... Some livestock that got loose in one of the houses I serve, and I was trampled by a mule. And you see, she kind of limps. She goes, "We're required to to help out here, so I couldn't I couldn't rest to yield." I'm I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm sorry. No, it is. I'm sorry. It's all right. I and I kind of think for a second. I've probably said this to too many people than necessary, but <laughs> I was also a servant for a while and did not know of my lineage. Turns out my long lost father and brother were royals and I somehow ended up here, so I feel very inadequate. <laughs> And you see, she almost, rather than being kind, almost kind of turns on a dime and kind of looks almost resentfully at you and says, well, most of us aren't long-lost children of royals, so congrats, I guess. I do not mean to gloat. And you see, she kind of takes her platter and she turns and she says, why would you need to? I'm just a lowly servant. I want to help you. And she kind of puzzles and she goes, you're the one that went to the Colosseum. You're the one that used to fight as a gladiator. Yes. Then free us. Word has got around the city that you have come to set us free. And yet you're here at the party, whining and dining with the very people that oppress us. And you're supposed to be one of us. I'm going to make it clear where I stand to Apollonia. Mm, And I'm going to tell her that if I win or do well enough, that servantry and slavery be abolished in this city. I'd like to see you try. You think King Anax was bad. His daughter was much worse. Good luck playing with the royals here. I've got dishes I need cleaning. And you see she kind of limps away. I just kind of just sigh and then go and meet with the rest of the group. Okay. The group out with Heliod. You do? 
you go over. We'll do Alondros first as you come upon Callan and Thalassa. Um, Callan, Callan, and I'd kind of go Alondros, over. Alondros, come here. He needs air. I'm so hurt. What's going on? He's are, panicking. Are you poisoned? Are no. you hurt? And you hear a voice say, no, he's quite fine. And you look up and you see this person that they're with, dressed in all gold. His voice, a perfect blend of masculine and feminine attributes. Just this perfect man dressed in all gold standing in front of you. And initially I'd be like, well, look, clearly he's not the... I'd see him. Yep. And kind of understand what's going on. Oh. And he kind of like puts his finger to his lips like, let's keep my identity down a little bit, you know? It's a lot. It's a lot. <sighs> I may need a little bit of too. It's overwhelming. And then you see right then, right about then is when Adelphos shows up. What? Adelphos. It's a lot. He's freaking out a little bit. I can see that. I just have tears just coming down my cheeks. I think he's having a panic attack. Hello, Adelphos. You see this stranger amongst the crowd greets you. I roll me a religion check. Okay. Thirteen. Okay, then roll me another one. This is for helping the slave girl. Somebody needs to cast Calm on Callan. Eleven. Okay, roll me a d4. I think I have probably emotions. <laughs> you just go... <laughs> that is two. You get two piety. But with your thirteen, you can tell this a... person is godly. And there's something important about this person, but you do not know who it is. You have the same feeling that you did when you were in the presence of Karanetra. Which I forgot that you met. Oh, yeah. Wait, did the rest of the group meet Karanetra? Yeah, she gave you the grapes. Yes. I forgot that you also met Karanetra. Yeah, you've met a lot of gods. Yeah, we have. It's overwhelming, okay? (laughs) It's getting to the point where it's like, why us? Why? Why? Why do we have to be at the center of these big, important decisions? We can talk about it in the after show, but I want to count on the... I kind of look at him with a puzzled look. And he goes, you were the first, I believe. The first? The first to meet one of the gods. By yourself, that is. Can I do, like, an insight? Because I know that this guy is, like, godly, but mm-hmm. to, like, know yeah. which one. Yep. It is a 17. Yeah, you know it's Heliod. From what little you know about the rest of Pantheon, mostly because you only were taught Iroas as a slave, mm-hmm. right? This is the Zeus of the group in the sense that he's sort of the head honcho. Mm-hmm. I just kind of, like, widen my eyes. And it's just... Wow. It... Yeah. Yes, yes. Quite something, I know. I can understand, Callan. Why are you here? He is worried about Theseus. What about Theseus? Did you... Do you both know that Iroas and Logis used to be one god? Yes. I've heard stories... Common knowledge. Most people know that. Well, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you it? know? <laughs> How much do you know? <laughs> and he said, uh, right, sorry, right. it's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> it's, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what we're, uh, we're supposed to do something. We're supposed to, I don't know. I'm worried about Theseus. I know we have been for a while. And then Heliod so kindly just, and I mean this with all due respect, because it really is quite magnificent and it is a feat to behold, but he replayed all of the moments in which we've basically enabled Theseus and I, don't think I quite grasped how much we have been enabling Theseus. Especially you. Especially me, yes. I'll take my full responsibility in that. I'm a, I love been, me a little chaos. I've been I trying say? to explain that for this whole adventure. I don't but... I'm, you know, sometimes slower in the... I don't know exactly what we're supposed to do. I don't know if we asked that or if he can even answer that. It's... I... <sighs> Your group has been closely followed by the gods that keep things running, the good ones, and there's a lot more set out for you to do. That cannot be achieved if Theseus is among you, still worshipping Mojus. I don't understand. It's, Iroa says, told me in visions, and I'm sure you would greatly agree with this, but as a follower of Iroas, no follower of Mojus is to be trusted. You I... see, Heliod waves his hand and you guys have the same sort of flashback memory reel of just all the crazy not good things that have happened because of Theseus and his choices. I feel like, and I don't mean <laughs> to be rude to the rest of you, but I feel like I've been the most open-minded about I've seen the most of what he's done and know the, what he could do but he's he's more than just a friend to me now he's my brother I have no family left besides him and now I'm just sad I can't trust him I and that I I know that the moral thing to do is to not support him but I mean, isn't there something we can do? That's for you to figure out. If you can get him to denounce his ways, choose a different path, obviously he can stay with you. I think we are all in agreement by the looks on your faces that that doesn't seem like much of an option. The other is to continue on as heroes, true, actual heroes, not vigilantes, not power-hungry sadists, heroes, without him. I have a quick question. Yeah. Would I, because I don't remember if Alondros learned it or if Tyson did, but would I know of the stories of a hero of Mojus and a hero of... Uh, I would say you of all people would, because you would have been taught that okay. in the universities. Like, they're pretty thorough with their lore. But it's more... Again, like, the way they teach it is less like, this is fact, and more of like, these are all the legends that surround it, which include yeah. the Nylia turned into a purple frog once. You know what I mean? It's like, a myth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, myth. It's legend. Exactly. Yeah. Then I, I'll, um, 
With, with all due respect, though, is it not said in the tales of old that a hero of Mojus and a hero of Akros would Iros. once again, un- or Iroas would once again unite the two gods? You are not wrong. And he kind of leans in and looks deeply in your eyes. You think Theseus would do that? How does one even do that? I'm not sure, to be honest. I believe and have always believed that Theseus has the potential to do great good or great evil. I believe that he would be the one to unite them, or he could be the one to destroy them. Right. And are you willing willing to take that chance? Because I am not. The gods are not. Also, do not know the greater picture? A champion of Mojus and a champion of Iroas? Gods, two brothers? Both these champions, two brothers? One of us is bound to end up dying or betraying the other. He speaks the truth. Blood, in this case, is not enough to keep these brothers together. It is blood that Mojus craves. Particularly that of worshippers of Iroas. Are you suggesting that we give him blood of his own? No. I'm simply saying that you need to proceed on without him, lest he changes his ways. He will be called up, and soon. It's not the choice I wanted to have to make today. The right choices are often the hardest. You see, while you're talking, Theseus, as you kind of snap out of your flashback and see Sophia and the dancing begins to start, you look outside and you see your entire group, excluding you, talking to somebody on the back. I would absolutely be curious as to what's going on. Before you can go, you feel someone kind of pull on your arm to turn you around. Who is it? You see the woman that had given you the mark of Mojus before. Okay. You see she is dressed elegantly. She is in armor, and she's wearing gauntlets. So you now it's been confirmed that she is of a royal family and will likely compete in the games. Oh, okay. A front. You see she kind of looks over your shoulder. She says, is it often that your friends, as she kind of puts her fingers in quotation marks, hold secret meetings without you? Not to my knowledge. And she kind of looks over, looks back at you, and she says, Agents of Apollonia are everywhere. And she kind of looks around cautiously and leans in close and then kind of pulls you on the dance floor to, to talk to you while you're dancing, basically. Okay. And she says, And for that reason, we must be careful. I can only assume that your party, your friends as they like to call themselves, are in on her ploy. With Apollonia. Why else would they hold a secret meeting with a finely dressed man? 
Unfortunately, I will have to denounce that. I don't feel like it holds much value. At least not to Apollonia. I've, we all hold... I feel the same disdain for her. She shrugs. And she says, they're going to do all they can to kill you in the games. That much I know. Let them try. Let them try as hard as they can. I'd be worried. There's a good chance they'll succeed. Because even you, Prince of Chaos, cannot fight all of Akros on your own. It's the boot of Akros that stands on your neck right now. Be patient. Lay in wait like a viper. Reinforcements are coming. Remember the plan. Don't trust anybody. And then the dance ends. She disappears into the crowd. Gotcha. I, I would want to make my way okay. over to... So while this is happening, he looks at you four. And he says, I trust and I hope you'll make the right decision. Fortunately, the world hangs in the balance. And then right then, Theseus walks up to the group. Oh, that's still there. As Theseus walks up, he says, and now I must take my leave. And he walks away as you walk up. In Theseus, you see a well-dressed, older man with a wooden staff walk gingerly away from the group. Is everything all right? Who was that? That was Heliod. It's a lot. That, that was Heliod. Yeah. Well, no, what did he I'm, want? I'm not messing with you. I'm sure he wanted something. The gods always do. It feels like the gods gave us an ultimatum of... And what are we giving up? You. Give me up as... What, a sacrifice? Where is that old man? As you look after him, he's gone. Disappeared. Cowering. I have only ever lied to anyone in this group but mere one time. I do not plan on doing it anymore. But the god asked us to to choose between you and the world. The world? What? How? I, I don't see the connect. The gods believe that your connection with your deity will be our downfall. Friends, you have nothing, nothing to worry about. I would never harm any of you, willingly. I know that my friend Theseus wouldn't do that. 
But you don't know what's going to happen when you put on that last piece of armor, Theseus. I mean, look at what those pieces have already done to you. You obsess over them. You have given up everything for them. Unfortunately, I lost it all before the armor. It breaks my heart because I don't think that you were always this way. And that outside forces in your life growing up slowly pushed you in this direction. And I don't think it's fully your blame that it was presented to you, but the fact that you've incessantly sought after these things and we're not we all know they're evil it's either giving it comes down to choosing between power revenge conquest for the greater good what if those are all aspects needed for the greater good do you think Akros was built upon paper the pen do you think that it was all built without war? Without power? Not at all. I think that it's absolutely necessary and that the balance is immensely out of whack on both sides. Both sides have issues that need to be resolved and both have to be willing to lower the spear and talk to the other. Otherwise, it's going to be contentious for ever, and everybody suffers. I didn't know that Iroas and Mojus used to be one god. The world is suffering. I think I could agree to that. That the world is suffering. I don't know. I don't know if this is a decision that has to be made today, and I don't even think that I'm ready to make this decision. Because I I do love you, Theseus, and I do look at you like a brother. But I don't know if I can continue to help you down this path any longer. It has nothing to do with not loving you, but everything to do with loving you enough. You said you don't know if you would have to make that decision today. But it sounds like you already have can only hope that I'm wrong. I think one of the deciding factors would be you. If the armor takes control, I think you would kill me. And Iroas would fall. What are you talking about? What is this nonsense? Kill you? You're my brother. Yes. What is it? What is what did Heliod even tell you? Is this coming from him? Is that what he said? It's Heliod said you would either be our greatest, you could bring things back together, or you will be the downfall of all. Sounds like the vague ramblings of a god. It has to do with him showing us all the, the actions that have played out. At least for me. We I, have aided in some of those. Oh, immensely. It's, I've enabled getting these pieces, and I've enabled this journey. 
but it's not from the ramblings of him that I came to these conclusions. It's by re-watching the actions of you. And I'm to blame in that. I have a part in this journey that's gotten you to this point. You honestly can't listen to anything that he says. You know they all have their own agendas. They'll say any. They'll sh- say, show, or do anything to get us to be against one another. And doesn't Mo just not perpetuate that same cycle? He's not. He wasn't trying to turn us against you, Theseus. It sounds like he's done a fantastic job of doing it. Oh, your actions did that. What what is left? Your your what is you left? want me to put a button? Your father's dead because of you, because of the lust for revenge and power. And what has that brought you? Do you have closure on the situation? Do you feel better? Do you finally have the peace that you've been seeking for? Or are you just lonelier than you've been in a very, very long time? I'm going to grab Callan. Okay, yeah, grab him. Uh, Roll an athletics check. Uh, Callan, roll a contested athletics check. 16. I got a 19 on the dice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You grab him by his, like, suit jacket lapels, and you pick him up, lift him so slightly that he's off of his feet, because you're taller than he is, and you have him teetering over the edge of the balcony. Is that appropriate on how you want to grab him? Yeah. Okay. Is there a way that I could make my gauntlets just glow a little bit? Absolutely. And, And when you do that, right, Theseus, you kind of hear this whisper coming from the gauntlets. Do it. Yes, Theseus, this is what we want. Sacrifice, Theseus. After I hear the voice, I kind of shake my head and like shake, like shake out of it. But, yeah, but your gauntlets are glowing. But, but I, st- I still hold on to him. And when you did, Callan, you see when he did throw you up against the railing, his mm-hmm. eyes kind of like flashed red. Can I just like... <sighs> nope. This, this all happened like so fast, right? I know. So the reason why you can't react is because if you grab Theseus in any way and he lets go, Callan falls. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to interfere. It's kind because, of like if somebody already has a gun. To yeah, it's yeah, like if you, if you, yeah, if you go fall. for the guy with the gun, he's just going to shoot him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the, like Callan is, is literally the only thing that is keeping Callan from falling right now is Theseus, right? And so like... If you were to try and mess with it, it's just Theseus a catch could just, yeah, yeah, Theseus could just let go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you grabbed Theseus, but now Callan fell to his death, right? Yeah. So, okay. You can ready yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I'll you can just, ready an yeah, action. Never mind. You said you have your little, your, mm-hmm. your sword. Yeah. Right? You can click your sword on. Does yeah. that make sense? So, Callan, you see the gauntlets glow with this red aura of power, and you see a flash of red go over Theseus's eyes as he picks you up and pushes you over the edge, your body weight leaning far enough over that if he were to let go, you would plummet. I look him in the eyes, and I say, you go too far. And then I gently 
bring him back over the balcony and loose my hands and I walk away. I don't say anything. And then I think I just go out to the... I don't know. I don't know. As you all sit, sort of in the shock of what has just happened, you hear a loud gong sound from inside the chamber, inside the, the large courtyard, signifying all together. You all go in? I think I'm going to stay out on the balcony for a minute, just looking out at the stars. Okay. Is, is there like a a, a a brazier nearby? Uh, yeah. Yep. I would like to take out fifteen pieces of gold for each of the each of the gods mm-hmm. and toss it into the brazier as an offering to Heliod. Yeah. And just think in my mind, I hope we're not too late. Ooh. Roll me a religion check with advantage. I can't wait for the after show. <sighs> oh man! Every time you ask fingers. me to roll religion, I just roll the worst. <laughs> I rolled. A, it's an eight. You don't really get any indication of anything. Velasa, Alondro, Sadelfos, do you guys go in as the gong is being sounded? Yeah. I would kind of hang back and just put my hand on Kellen's shoulder, just kind of like make sure he's okay before I leave knowing that he probably needs a minute and then I would walk and join the rest of the group kind of do anything specific while you're out here I am going to take one of the little symbols of crucifix mm-hmm. that I have okay. and I'm just going to hold on to it how far of a drop is it? Uh, hundreds of feet. This is basically the edge of a cliff that leads down basically to the regular city below. I'm going to take that coin and as the Lhasa touches my shoulder and gives me a minute, with tears streaming down my face, I'm going to look at that coin and I'm going to throw it as far as I can. It's but an act of frustration. I'm so frustrated and I'm so. Yeah. I okay. throw that coin as far as I can and just cry. Okay. It glimmers and glistens as it flips through the air against the next sky and disappears into the night. As you all enter the main courtyard, you see gathered in the center, the tables have moved off, as well as all the acts, and the dancing has ended. In the middle, you see a large, raised-up pedestal, almost, and you see in it a large golden basin, which appears several men holding it on their backs. And walking around it, you see Apollonia, and she says, Now is the time long awaited. Sons and daughters of Akros, and those visiting from distant lands, here to celebrate Iroas himself. A celebration of the gods, a celebration of victory, 
a celebration of strength and honor. I now open the games by christening the Contester's Cup with an ancient lineage that runs through my veins and my father's, my father's father's. And you see she pulls out a ceremonial dagger and cuts her hand. You see she drips blood into this basin around and she bows her head and she begins to pray. And you see all around you, everybody bows their head out of respect. Even those visiting. Do you bow your head, Theseus? Nope. Okay. Does anybody else bow their head? I will. I think out of pure shock of everything going on, I might not. Okay. But not out of, like, disrespect by any means. I think I would just be respectful. Okay. My head probably, like, already down in my arms. All right. (laughs) And she says, Nairoas, God of strength, God of honor, God of victory, bless us. Your followers, with strength, with honor, and bless those that compete, and honor, and christen the victor, thy champion. Amen. Everyone says, Amen, at the same time. And you see, she lifts her head, and she says, Now, for those wishing to compete, It is customary you come and throw your gauntlets in to the victor's cup while also honoring your commitment with your blood. Which is not uncommon. Which is kind of funny because that seems a little mojisy, right? Hmm. But this is customary. Is you go up, throw your gauntlet in, cut your hand, drip some blood in and say, I will compete. Hmm. And you see, uh, there's kind of a bit of a silence and a pause, and one by one, you see different young men that have kind of gathered closer on the edges of the center area, walk up, toss their gauntlets in, and cut their hands and, and swear their fealty. Do you go up? Yes. Okay. As you approach Adelphos, Apollonia gives you a reassuring nod I'm and, like, a, and a very pleased look yeah like she I'm was like really very teary-eyed i'm like she was she was hoping that you would come up right she really isn't paying attention to that but mm-hmm. you are obviously the favorite and you hear people talking in the crowd and there's a general rumble that kind of goes up when you go up to announce yourself take off my gauntlet okay there are a dozen or so already in here and i toss it in okay you see Apollonia has the knife. And I take it. Kind of look at it for a second. And then just like cut my hand a little bit. Roll me a d20. It's random. That's mm-hmm. a bad 20. Okay. Tons of piety. So you cut the hand that has some flesh still on it. Because remember, you're just... <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just a, a pretend skeleton right now. <laughs> right? Pretend human. And you he ain't got of, no blood. <laughs> you kind of realize, and you personally don't know if it is the disguised self mm-hmm. or if it is your own blood, but kind of in this moment, you're really worried that there, you won't bleed, and then you cut your hand, and there's blood that drips down. So I let the blood drip 
into the Champions Cup, and I say, I, Adelphos the Great, am, am competing for not only House Rhododendron, and I kind of turn to Apollonia, I say, for those who don't have a and for those who don't have a chance to compete for what I once was. And you see there's kind of a general gasp in the audience. Not super loud, but people who know where you come from. Mm -hmm. And you see Apollonia narrows her eyes, doesn't look necessarily angry, more of like a surprise and an intrigue. <laughs> and she just nods her head as a gesture for you to move on and let the next person go up. And you see after you, there are about a couple dozen more that go up and announce themselves. And then there's a long pause where no one goes up. And Apollonia says, well then, with lots being cast completed, it's time to Wait. move on. Does Vasilis? Does Vasilis throw in his gauntlet? No. Oh, no, he he's won it two years in a row. I was just, I was just curious because no. there was uh, some some rumblings of him. Maybe. People wanted him, right? Right. So I was curious. Yeah, he I didn't know if he had skipped over it. And no, I, or I just didn't hear it or something. No. Anyway, you see that the woman that had talked to you and was leading the thing had gone up. Adelphos, you see the man that you had confronted goes up. You see other faces that you've seen around since you guys have kind of been mixing with high society the last few days. Go up, most of them young men. There's a couple older men that you get the idea that they are retired from the army and are just trying their luck, right? Mm -hmm. But it's mainly young royal men, right? Mm -hmm. And so then Apollonia concludes and says, with lots being cast, it's now time for us to move on to the next... We're not finished. And you see all eyes turn to you, Theseus. And I walk up, and I take off my gauntlet. As you do so, yep. you see the tendrils pour off of your arm and pull out, and you see these sort of vines that are grabbing into your arms rip out, and you see you begin to bleed quite a lot mm -hmm. down your arm. And as you're holding your elbow, it drips down into the chalice. With my blood, I fight for Mojus, and I cast my gauntlet into the cup. And there is an uproar around as people gasp, some people visibly faint, and Apollonia looks at you with fury in her eyes. Oh, and I, I stare daggers back. And that's where we'll end the session. Gosh. <laughs> Oh, what a meaty sesh. Ugh. Oh! That's after, after show is going to be freaking lit. <laughs> okay. Join us next week. Oh, and we love see you. what happens. We love you so much. Do we love each other? We don't know. No, just kidding. We love each other for sure. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next week. Do you love everything D&D? Be sure to subscribe on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for updates. We're also on Patreon. For only two bucks a month, you can get loads of exclusive content, including our after show. Thanks as always, and we'll catch you next time on PGD&D. &D.